Election denier defeated in Arizona. Lake said, quote, Arizonans know BS when they see it. Trump set for 2024 announcement. I will very, very, very probably do it again, okay? Shock and sadness at UVA. A really dear friend of mine was one of the victims. He was much more than a football player. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. One week after Election Day, CBS News projects Democrat Katie Hobbs will be the next governor of Arizona, a defeat for one of the favorites of former President Trump, election denier Carrie Lake. CBS's Christina Ruffini. As the vote count continued throughout the week, Lake complained without evidence that Arizona officials had botched and slow-rolled the results, an accusation the Republican elections chief in Maricopa County called offensive. Now, Lake needed a strong showing with Lake-counted ballots in highly populated counties like Maricopa, but the numbers favored Hobbs. Now, under Arizona law, a recount is triggered when a candidate loses by half a percentage point or less. At this point, it looks like Lake will not meet that threshold. CBS's Major Garrett has the latest on Trump's political future. An announcement tonight expected to put him into the GOP presidential field for 2024. A very big announcement. You're going to be so happy. This pre- Preview of coming attractions has been going on for months. It was supposed to be supercharged by a blockbuster Republican midterm. But for Republicans, the midterms were a flop. Reviews of former President Trump scathing. Donald Trump kept saying, and we're going to be winning so much, we'll get tired of winning. I'm tired of losing. I mean, that's all he's done. Trump must also confront pointed criticism from former Vice President Mike Pence, one of many potential 2024 GOP rivals. Do you believe that Donald Trump should ever be president again? That's up to the American people. But I think we'll have better choices in the future. Trump must also contend with a new reality. Two rising GOP governors, Florida's Ron DeSantis and Virginia's Glenn Youngkin, courting donors with an eye toward denying him the nomination. Trump, though wounded, retains key advantages, nearly $100 million in campaign funds, a full digital operation, and support at state and local party levels. The House committee investigating the Capitol attack says Trump has failed to comply with its subpoena. It called for deposition testimony by yesterday at the latest. Former President Trump could be, theoretically, charged with contempt, just like Steve Bannon. But it's unlikely that that will really happen because there are so many steps in between. Legal analyst Lori Levinson says Trump filed a suit last week to try to avoid being compelled to testify or turn over documents. President Biden is at the G20 summit in Indonesia. The war in Ukraine was front and center today. Ukraine's president compares the retaking of Kherson to the Allied landing in France on D-Day. And in a video address to the G20 summit, Vladimir Zelensky said while the fight to drive Russia out of his country continues, global powers should keep the pressure on Moscow to bring a just end to the war. Uh, Speaking with reporters, Russia's foreign minister accused Zelensky of dragging out the war, refusing to negotiate. The White House hopes most countries at this summit will sign a statement condemning Russia, but the draft of the statement reportedly noting that different countries here have different views. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Bali. Mr. Biden did not attend a G20 dinner as scheduled. The White House said he, quote, had a long day. Now to the University of Virginia. CBS's Catherine Herridge has the latest on the campus shooting that left three student football players dead and a former player in custody. Students laid flowers at a makeshift memorial to their classmates. They were really important to the UVA community. As an eyewitness to the shooting comes forward. They're just kept 
becoming more and more gunshots. We thought he was going to shoot everyone in the bus. Sophomore Ryan Lynch says the suspect, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., confronted one of the football players. He was like, you guys are always messing with me. The suspect's father, Christopher Jones Sr., said the last time he talked to his son, he seemed paranoid. Why did it have to get this far? He could have called me. Near the University of Idaho campus, four students were found dead in a home. The deaths have been labeled homicides, but police say there is no active risk to the community. Walmart has agreed to pay $3.1 billion to state, local, and tribal governments in the opioid crisis. The Department of Transportation is fining Frontier Airlines and five foreign carriers more than $7 million for delaying refunds for so long that they violated consumer protection rules. The airlines are paying back more than $600 million to customers. The FBI says it believes threats earlier this year against historically black colleges and universities are believed linked to a single juvenile who has already been prosecuted in another case. There were more than 50 racially motivated threats. The United Nations projects the world's population will hit 8 billion today. Population Institute CEO Kathleen Mogulgaard. It took all of human history until about the year 1800 for the world's population to reach 1 billion. Much of the growth in recent years comes from developing nations in Africa. In East Africa, meantime, Somalia is struggling with severe drought and famine. As we hear from CBS's Deborah Pata. A severely malnourished child is hospitalized every minute in Somalia, and after more than two years of drought, there is nothing to eat. Baby Fatun opens her mouth to cry, but there are no tears, only a silent scream. Moments later, another new arrival and another emergency. Two-year-old Malyun is dying. Her oxygen level should be close to 100 but the reading is just 37. These scenes take a mental toll on the medical staff, says Dr. Saeed Yusuf. We sometimes um, have nightmares. And those nightmares keep coming back. Deborah Pader, CBS News, Baidoa, Somalia. Jay Leno says he just needs a week or two to get back on his feet. He suffered serious burns from a gasoline fire. The former Tonight Show host has an extensive car collection. There's health news about Grammy-winning singer Roberta Flack. A representative for her says the 85-year-old Flack has ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and can no longer sing and has trouble speaking. A new world record holder has been sharing his secrets on how he came to solve the most ever Rubik's Cubes in 24 hours. George Scully's fingers fly as he solves a Rubik's Cube in 12 seconds. The lanky 20-year-old Londoner just solved 6,931 cubes in 24 hours, demolishing the previous world record. It's kind of like muscle memory, but applying muscle memory. Muscle memory and memorizing the algorithms behind those brightly colored squares. Just to solve it, you're anything about four or five, but I know about kind of a thousand. Scully also holds the record for most Rubik's Cubes solved on a skateboard. Vicky Barker, CBS News, London. Tennis star Novak Djokovic is set to be granted a visa to play in January's Australian Open. A three-year exclusion period is being waived for the 21-time Grand Slam singles champ. A long legal battle over his COVID vaccination status kept him out of this year's event. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.